Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chelik Yerches, Parshas Kerach Sicha Aleph. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's parsha we learn about the story of Kerach Vadosai, and we have the way we learn it both in the way of Peshat and in the way of Pinmisatera. And there are five parts in the sicha. The Rebbe will, number one, ask how we see the ideas of Pinmisatera expressed in some way in the Peshat. Number two, ask three questions about the Pshat understanding. Number three, answer the three questions. Number four, based on this, answer our original question about how we see the ideas in Pnimi Satera expressed in some way in the Pshat of the story. And number five, ask and answer a side question on this. It's known that the Torah is a Torah Achas, meaning that the four layers of Pardis, Pshat, Remez, Drush, and Said are all part of one complete Torah. And as this idea is expressed in the Zayar saying regarding Pnimis Torah and Nikla of Torah, that they are a Guf and Neshama, a body and a Neshama, meaning to say that they are a Guf and Neshama of one thing. According to this, we have to understand regarding the rebellion, the story of Kerach. In Pnei it's explained at great length the greatness of the level of Kerach himself, and also the lofty inner meaning of his complaint, to the extent that one explanation is that his mistake was that he demanded an approach that will only happen L'asad Lave, and that can't happen yet, which is that he wanted that the Levim should be Kehanim. However, in Derech Abshat, we learn about the great descent and the fall of Kerach, and the great punishment of Kerach and those who joined him. So how do we reconcile this, that it's all one Torah, and here we have explanations that are totally opposite of one another? To explain the question a little bit, so really it's not a strong question, since even though it's a Torah achas, the whole Torah is one Torah, but still in all, nevertheless, each section of Torah relates to a different level. And so it's possible that the explanation in one section of the Torah will be very different than the explanation in another section of the Torah. And this is similar to how each section has its own rules. But nevertheless, it does require an explanation, because since all four parts of the Torah correspond to the four worlds of Atzilus, Bria, Yetzira, and Asiya, and the way it works by the worlds is that each world is nishtalshel from the other. So if that's the case, that each world comes from the world above it, so it must be that the greatness of Kairach and his claim are also expressed in the way of Pshat, at least in some of the details, the way it is in the way of Primisa Torah, where there it's explained at great length. So we'll understand this and be able to explain this by first addressing a few questions in the simple learning of the Pesukim. And we're going to have three different questions that we ask over here. The first question is, how did the 250 people agree to bring the Kteris? They knew what happened in the past, that by Nisrafu Nadeva view, and also that Azar who brings the Kteris is Chayev Misa. So how did they agree to do that, if they knew it would bring to their death? And what the Medrash and Rashi say that that they were responsible for their own death, that itself requires an explanation. How did they agree to do such a thing that would lead to their, to their death? The second question is, on the Pasuk where Moshe told the 250 people, this is what you should do, and he told them about preparing the Kteris, so it says in the Medrash and Rashi that Moshe said to them, We only have one Hashem and one Kain Gadol, and you 250 people are requesting the Kuhunok Deilo. And he concluded, Afani writes about I also want this. I also want the Kuhunok Delo. And it's difficult to understand. These 250 people were in a rebellion against the Kuhunok Delo of Aaron. And they wanted to take it away from him. 
And so the question is, how is it possible that Moshe should Kavyachal join with them in any way by saying, Afani writes a Bakach, even if it's only in speech and only saying he also wants it, how could he join them in any way when they're standing in a rebellion against the Kunuk Dela? And in addition, what would be the benefit of this? What's the reason he told this to them? What did he hope to accomplish by telling them that Afani writes a Bakach? So the two parts of the question are number one, how could Moshe Rabbeinu join them in any way whatsoever? And number two, what was Moshe Rabbeinu's intention? What was he trying to accomplish by telling them Afani writes a Bakach? And the third question is Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu that the Yidin would always believe in him. And so how could it be that Kairach and those who joined him, which were people of great stature, they were Russia Sanhedris, how could it be that they would challenge whether Moshe was sent by Hashem? Like Moshe told them that they were challenging whether he was sent by Hashem, whether Hashem Shlochani or not. And this question is especially difficult according to the way the Rambam explains this. The Rambam explains at great length why the Amun and Moshe Rabbeinu and how the Amun and Moshe Rabbeinu is so much greater than many other Amunas that are there, whether it's an Anavi and so on. And so, especially according to this explanation of the Rambam, how could it be that Kerech was successful in convincing so many Yidin not to believe in Moshe Rabbeinu? So the explanation in this is, and we'll begin by answering the third question. As it's explained in the Pasuk, the intention of Kerech and those who joined him was that the Kohanah should remain, and it's just that they too should be Kohanim. As it says in the Pasuk, Uvikashtem gam kuhuna. So according to this, we can say that Kerech in his rebellion, he wasn't denying that Moshe was sent by Hashem. It's just that he was of the opinion that they can add to what Hashem said or that it could be changed. And so that answers our third question. How could it be that Hashem told Moshe and here Kairach himself and he also got so many great Yidin to go against Moshe and say that Hashem didn't send him. That's not what, what Kairach was saying. Kairach was saying that Hashem did send Moshe but he felt that they could add to it or that it could be changed. And this is similar to what we find that through tefillah, a person can request that Hashem change a decree. And as they themselves already saw by the tefillah of Moshe, both after the Chet Egel and after the Chet Hamaraglim, and in other places as well, they saw that through the tefillah of Moshe, the decree was changed. And so too here, Kairach believed that they can cause Hashem to agree to take the kuhuna from, take the kuhuna from Aaron and give it to Kairach. And this is especially since we see that the kahuna was taken from the Becheris and given to Shevet Levi. So there's a precedent for the kahuna being taken away from one person and being given to someone else. So especially the year they felt that it's possible for the kahuna to be taken from Aaron and to be given to them. And this is especially since there's a reason for it. There's a reason it should be taken from Aaron. Aaron was involved in the Chet Egel, which was the whole reason the kahuna was taken from the Becheris and given to Shevet Levi. Whereas the whole of Shevet Levi, including Kairach, they were pure of any part in the Chet Egel, and to the contrary, not only didn't they participate, they waged battle against those who prior Aaron Lashimtza, those who their Avera Aaron brought forth through his involvement with the Chet Egel. And so they felt that there was a reason it should be taken away from Aaron and given to them. Now, the reason Moshe thought that the rebellion of Kerach and those with him was that they believed because Moshe Rabbeinu said that, that they were of the opinion that they thought that they were saying that he wasn't sent by Hashem. According to what we just explained, they weren't denying that he was sent by Hashem. So the reason Moshe Rabbeinu believed that they were saying that, so that's only because because of the great humility of Moshe Rabbeinu. And so he thought that the promise from Hashem that it wasn't fulfilled because he thought, as we find indeed by Yaakov, that maybe because of a sin of his, 
the promise won't be fulfilled, just like we find that a promise from Hashem to Yaakov, over there Yaakov was also concerned that maybe because of a sin of his, it wouldn't be fulfilled. So that's why Moshe Rabbeinu said that. But really essentially, Kairach Vadasai and all the people that he convinced, they were not saying that Moshe wasn't sent by Hashem, but rather they felt that what Moshe was sent for could be added to or could be changed. Now we're going to move on to answer the second question, which was, how did Moshe join the 250 people by saying, Afani and why did he do this? So according to what we explained, it's understood regarding the 250 people, that they didn't intend to rebel against Moshe, but rather they just desired to be Kehanim G'daylam. And as Rashi indeed says, So they weren't looking to rebel against Moshe, they were just seeking to be Kehanim G'daylam. And we can explain, so this is a detail that we're just going to mention briefly, that Kairach wanted to be the only Kohen Gadol instead of Aaron. Kairach's desire was to be the only Kohen Gadol. And the 250 people, they wanted to be Kohanam Gdelim in addition to Aaron. Now, what was their desire of Mevakshim Kunogdelim? What was this all about? So Rashi explains this that by saying that Moshe said, Afani Moshe also had the desire to be a Kohen Gadol because it's a good and lofty thing. The desire for Kunogdelim wasn't to have power over the Yidden. But rather, they desire to be like a Kayin Gadol, who it says about him that he's removed from all other Yidin, he's on the level of Kaydash HaKadoshim, and he's constantly Aymid Lefnei Hashem Lesharsa, he's standing before Hashem to serve him. And Moshe answered and explained to them that, that wanting to be a Kayin Gadol is a good thing, and Afani Reitzabakach. However, in actuality, there's only one Kayin Gadol. So, how did Moshe Rabbeinu join them, and why did he join them? He was able to join them because their desire for Kunuk was a good thing. And that's what Moshe was telling them. He also wants to be a Kohen Gadol. But he, and the reason he said it to them is because he wanted to tell them that wanting to be a Kohen Gadol is a good thing. He also wants it. But in actuality, there could only be one. And so he was telling them and teaching them that their desire for it was good. But to do something about it, that's not allowed. Now we're going to move on to answer the first question, which was, how did the 250 people bring the Kteris if they knew that the consequence is death? So the explanation for that is that even though Meshur Benu told them that the desire to want to be a Kayin Gadol is a good thing, but in actuality it can't be done, but nevertheless, their desire was so strong that they were willing to bring the terrorists despite the warning of Meshur that Kulam them, they're all going to die. They were ready for this to happen just so that at least for a short time they can do the Holy Aveda to be Aymid Lefnei Hashem L'Sharsai and through that, B'Karvasim Lefnei Avaya like Nodav they were willing to give up their lives to experience this closeness, this high level of the Aveda of a Kayin Gadol. And this is similar to the explanation about the Kahanim Gdalim in the times of the second base of Mikdash. In the times of the second base of Mikdash, there was a lot of corruption and people would pay to be the Kayin Gadol. And the question is, why did people do this if they knew that someone who wasn't befitting to be the Kayin Gadol would either die in the Kaydash HaKadoshim at the time that they went in on Yom Kippur or they would die before the end of the year? And the explanation is because despite them knowing that they would die and they saw that the previous Kayin Gadolim all died within the year, nevertheless their desire to be able to enter the Kaydash HaKadoshim and have that experience of Karvasim Lufnei Hashem on Yom Kippur and the Kaydash HaKadoshim, that desire was so strong that they were willing to die in order to have that experience. And so too by the 250 people, they knew that they were giving up their lives, but because their desire for Kuhunak Deila, for that closeness to Hashem was so strong, therefore they were ready to do it. According to this, we can now answer our original question, which was, where do we see in the pshat of the story of Kairach, their greatness, which is spoken about at great length, 
in Pnim Yisatera. So according to this, it's understood how a great quality of Kerech Vadasei is also expressed in Pshut Shemikra, which is, as we just explained, their desire to be a Koyen Gadol and Kaddish Lelikov. So we see even in Pshut Shemikra that it's expressed in this detail, their greatness. Now to expound and explain a little bit more, more about this desire of theirs. So from where did this desire to be Kahanam Ketelim come to Kerech Vadasei? So that's answered in his words. Kerech said, Ki What's the meaning of this Pasuk? So it says in the Medrash and it's brought in Rashi, that when he said, Ki He was saying, Everyone heard Hashem speak by Har Sinai. And when he said, what he was telling them is, You shouldn't have chosen the kuhuna for your brother. It wasn't just you alone who heard by Har Sinai, Hashem speak and say, But rather, everyone heard it. So we see over here how Kayach is referencing he says, And then he said, he was referencing Matan Torah because Hashem said about Matan Torah that va'atem tiyuli mamleches kainim v'goy kadosh, and it's explained that at Matan Torah every yid was on the level of the kain gadol. And since in essence this is connected to every yid, it's just that the chet changed it. It was because of the chet ha'egel that this didn't remain this status, this level of the yidin. So, but since in essence this is connected to every yid, so therefore it inspired the desire for kuhuna gedela by kairach vadasei. And so we see in pshutei shemikra an expression of the greatness of kairach vadasei. A related point over here is that according to this, it's understood how in minig yisrael teirehi the parsha isn't named vayikach or vayikach kairach. Now, when we look at the word vayikach, vayikach means v'espalig. That's what's brought down in the, in the targum. Or in the words of Rashi, vayikach means lokach es atzmi l'tzad echad lies nechlek mitaycha eda la'erer alakuna. The word vayikach reflects that he took himself to one side in order to argue and rebel and remove himself from everyone else and challenge the kuhuna. So the word vayikach represents something negative. So the parsha is not called Vayikach or Vayikach Kerech. Rather, the parsha is named with the word Kerech alone, in which his chait isn't even hinted to. It just says his name. There's no, no hint to his chait, to his sin. The reason for this is because the lesson we must take from the parsha is not just the negative of a That's the obvious lesson. Not to be like Kerech, but there's not just a negative lesson from Kerech. The Parsha is given his name, because we could learn something positive from him as well. But rather also the positive, which is every Yid has to have the desire that Kerech and the 250 people, and that even Moshe had. And it's just that there isn't allowed to be a machlekes and a challenge against the Kayan Gadol that Hashem chose through Moshe. And it's not allowed to want to actually be a Kayan Gadol in reality. Hashem chose there to be one Kayan Gadol and just should only be the desire for it, but not more. And so that's why the parsha is called Kairach to tell us that there's not just a negative lesson that we should learn from Kairach, there's also a positive lesson. We should want to have what Kairach had, which is the desire that he had, the 250 people had, and even Moshe had to be a Kayan Gadol. What we what we don't want to learn from Kairach is that he didn't just have this desire, but that he wanted to actualize it. That's not allowed. So at this point, we already answered all of our questions. In the second part of the Sikha, the Rebbe asks a question on one of the things that we learned. So L'cha'er, we can ask on this. The Rambam writes about Shevet Levi, who it says about them in the Rambam over there, that he is Huvda Lavedis Hashem L'sharsay. That Shevet Levi is separated to serve Hashem. And to 
teach others about the ways of Hashem. And that's the reason why Shevet Levi was removed from the ways of the world. Rather, they are the army of Hashem. So the Rambam writes about them that this is not just for Shevet Levi alone, but rather every person that they have this inspiration within themselves. And they have the understanding to separate themselves and Lamed Lifne Hashem Lasharsay, Ula Ovde, to stand before Hashem and to serve Him, Ledeas Hashem, in order to know Hashem, Uparak Me'al Savari, Elachesh Bainis Harabim, Asher Bikshu Bene Adam, and this person removed from themselves the responsibilities that the general population have upon themselves. So says the Rambam, Harez and Iskadish Kaidish Kadashim. This person becomes Kaidish Kadashim. So we see from here that in the Avoid Ruchnis of a person, every Yid is able to do the Avoid of Shevet Levi, which is to stand before Hashem and serve Him, and thereby, it says in the Rambam over there, that So according to this, also the Aved Ruchnis of the Kayin Gadol should be accessible to every Yid. So why do we say that there should only be the Reitzebekach, the wanting to be a Kayin Gadol should be there, but that in actuality, even in Ruchnis, there's only one Kayin Gadol. Why do we say that? Why don't we say that a person can also achieve and reach the level of the Kayin Gadol? So now we're going to move on to a lead-up to the answer. So we'll understand this by first explaining that according to what we said, so we have a paradox in the difference between the Aveda of Shevet Levi and the Aveda of the Kohen Gadol. Because by Shevet Levi, so regarding Shevet Levi, the Rambam says, Kol ish ish asher that such a person becomes on the level of Shevet Levi. So it's only a person who's inspired to do this. However, the Rambam doesn't say that every Yid has to want to has to want and has to work to be on the level of Shevet Levi. Whereas by the Kohen Gadol, we said regarding a Kohen Gadol, every Yid has to want it. So the explanation in this is as follows. In the Avedis Hashem of a Yid, there are three general levels. There is mitzvahs, teira, and Meseris Nefesh. By mitzvahs, so mitzvahs are, all of the mitzvahs are in physical objects, they're in physical things, which is the Aveda in and with the world. And the Aveda is to refine and uplift the world and make it a cliff elikus. Then there's the Aveda of Taira. Taira is higher than coming into the physical world. Taira is Hashem's Chachma. And even when it comes down into this world and it talks about worldly matters, the darkness of the world doesn't conceal it. The Taira always remains Hashem's Taira and it's above any idea of impurity. And this Aveda of a person in Taira, it brings to the Aveda of Precious that a person removes and separates themselves from the world. And then there's Mesir Snefesh. Mesir Snefesh is higher. According to Taira, it's higher than Taira and Mitzvahs. But Mesir Snefesh is, it's the Yichud and Vekus with Elikus, which is above any limit and boundary. That a person transcends any of the limits and boundaries that are in Taira and Mitzvahs. Now, these three Avedas are the three general levels that there are by Yidin. Most Yidin, so the Aved of most Yidin is in the path of Hanig Behem Minig Derech Eretz, which means that a person's in the world and works with the world. And this is starting from those who are occupied with actual physical labor. And also, in such a place, they fulfill their mitzvahs. And it goes all the way to the Avedah of that a person finds Hashem within the world. And this is the Morei Uvdin Tavin what we refer to. Those who are doing good deeds, they're in the world of deed. Then there's the Avedah of Shevet Levi. Shevet Levi, like the Rambam said, is Hashem He's separated to serve Hashem. And he's separated to teach others about the ways of Hashem. And that's why they are removed from the ways of the world. 
which this is the level of Morei Taira. Like we said, Taira is above the world. And then there's the Aveda of a Kayin, and especially a Kayin Gadol. A Kayin Gadol isn't allowed to leave Yerushalayim, which is the idea of Yerushalayim, which is the Shlemus of Yer. When we talk about Yerushalayim, Shlemus of Yerah is Mesiris Nefesh. So a Kayin Gadol has to always be in this state of Mesiris Nefesh. Even more so, it says about the Kayin Gadol, not just Yerushalayim, Umina Miktash Layetze, he can't even leave the base of Miktash. That is, what's his Indian is a constant Yichud and Dvekus with Hashem. And including his special Aveda in the Kedush HaKadoshim, Achaz Bashana, which is open Mesiris Nefesh. So we have these three Vedas. Most Yudin are Mare Uvdin Tavin. They're engaged with the world, serving Hashem by doing mitzvahs, serving Hashem with and Then you have the Aveda of Shevet Levi. They are the Mare Teira. They are immersed in Ruchnius. They're removed from the world. They're in a state of precious and they're guiding and teaching others. And then you have the Kayan, and especially the Kayan Gadol, who is living constantly in a place of Mesiris Nefesh. And according to this, we're going to be able to answer our question about the differences between Shevet Levi and the Kayan Gadol. Then on one hand, by Shevet Levi, we said it's accessible to everyone. Anyone can join Shevet Levi, but on the other hand, it's optional. It's only if not Varuchai. Whereas the Kayan Gadol, it's the opposite. We say that by the Kayan Gadol, every year has to want it, unlike by Shevet Levi, not everyone has to want it. But on the other hand, nobody can actually achieve it. It could only be one person that's the Kayan Gadol. For everyone else, they have to have the desire for it, but they can't actualize it. According to this, we can explain the paradox between the Aveda of Shevet Levi and the Aveda of the Kayan Gadol. That on one hand, we said the Aveda of Shevet Levi is accessible to be actualized by every Yid as a constant way of serving Hashem. While the Aveda of the Kayan Gadol is only something that a person should want, but a person cannot actualize it. There's only one Kayan Gadol. On the other hand, this Aveda of Shevet Levi, which is accessible to every Yid, is only optional. While the Aveda of the Kayan Gadol, which is not accessible to every Yid, is something that every Yid has to want. So what's accessible to everyone is optional. And what's not accessible to everyone, that a person has, has, has to and must want. And the explanation is, according to what we said, that in the Aveda Vayid, there are two approaches. There's that of working on oneself, which is the Mare Taira, and then there's the working in the world, which is Mare Uvdin Tavan. That's the difference we said between Mare Uvdin Tavan, they're engaged with the world, and then there's Mare Taira. The person is removed from the world and they're working on themselves. Now among these, these two paths, the main Aveda for most Yidin is that of doing mitzvahs. Mare Uvdin Tavan, because that's how we make a Dir B'Tachtainim. By being engaged with the Tachtainim. However, one who nadva ruche, one who's inspired, so they can choose that their main avoid should be that of Mori Taira, which is to be completely removed from the world and working on themselves. So we have these two paths. That's the path, the Mori Taira is that of Shevet Levi, like we said. Now, the Aveda of the Kayin Gadol, which is that of Yichur and Dvekas with Hashem in a way of Mercedes Nefesh, that's not a regular and constant path in serving Hashem. There's two paths. Either Mari Teira, Mari Uvdin Tavan. Most people fit into Mari Uvdin Tavan. If a person chooses, it's optional. Everyone can access it. And if a person chooses as an optional choice, they can choose the path of Mari Teira. However, the Aved of Akain Gadol, which is the Yichud and Vekas and the way of Mr. Nefesh, is not one of the paths that Hashem has for us in being in this world. However, a person has to want it. So, by both paths in Aveda, when we sing a person has to want it, a person has to want a Yichud and Dvekas with Hashem in a way of Mesir Nefesh. That has to be what a Yid really wants, to be completely united and attached to Hashem. It's just that since Hashem wants a person to be in a Shama, in a Guf, in this world, and serve Hashem here, whether by working on themselves in the way of Torah and being removed from the world, or by working in and with the world, 
So it's just that since Hashem wants that, that therefore a person serves Hashem in this world in one of the two paths. So it comes out that the path of Shevet Levi is accessible accessible to everyone, but it's optional. Whereas the path of Mesir Nefesh, every Yid has to want that. That has to be the desire of every Yid, to have Yichur and Dveikas with Hashem in a way of Mesir Nefesh. However, it's only something a Yid has to want, but not to actualize it. A Yid cannot actualize that because that's not what Hashem wants. Hashem wants a Yid to be in this world and serve Him over here in one of the two paths. And when... A yid has this rates of bakach, and specifically when a yid is rates of bakach, is a yid able to do their avoda bishlemus? It adds in the shlemus of the yid's avoda when there is this desire from Mesir Snafesh. Because then, when a yid has this avoid, this desire of rates of bakach, so then being in the world in the path of Mare of Din is not our goal and intention. And being removed from the world in the path of Mari Taira is also not their intention, but rather, what is it? It's their Yichur and Vekas with Hashem. That's the person's intention. The person wants to have a Yichur and Vekas with Hashem. That's what the person is right to Bekach. And the, what we say is that where a person wants to be, that's where they are. So this makes the Aved Bishlemus because the Yid's where the Yid is found is that they're found in a place of Yichud and Vekas with Hashem because that's what they want. And with this approach, we merit in actuality the Gili of the Asid when the Levim will be Kehanim and even more so that every Yid will be on the level of a Kayan Gadol, Bimheir of Mamash.